0: The Yo Show. Celebrities, pop culture, and comedy.
1: Hey, what's up? It's Michael Yo. Welcome to the Michael Yo Show. You know, I love to introduce you to a bunch of different type of people. Comedians, health and fitness experts. We have doctors come on the show. But the person that I love that I became a fan of probably like a year ago... I was a fan of his. He makes all these great videos on YouTube, Instagram, but mainly Instagram. That's why I discovered him. And then I found out he does stand-up comedy because I saw him at the Comedy and Magic Club. Clayton Thomas is
0: in the building. What's up, bro?
1: How are you, brother? Great. So what do you describe yourself as?
0: I'm just an overall entertainer for 15 years, just a stand-up comedian. Really okay. 15 years before any of the internet Or TV stuff popped off And then getting into the internet Stuff you get introduced to the world In a whole new way like you just said I saw him on Instagram I didn't know he did comedy I'm like yeah man I've been doing this stand up for a long time So
1: 15 years what got you into stand up At that time?
0: I'll tell you man My high school I was always like the nerd The president of all these clubs And a comedy show I was in Broadcast Arts Club Oh he's getting serious he took
1: off his glasses folks
0: And uh (laughs) The comedians came into the comedy show at my school, and I went up to comedians. I'm like, "Hey, man, I want to do this." I'm like, about to be 18. They were like, "All right, well, uh, yeah, you could open up for us." And I'm like, "Uh, no, we, I don't have to do it right now." <laughs> yeah. And then I went up, opened up, did like one funny thing, and the crowd laughed. And I'm like, "All right, let's keep the show going." and after that moment i just never got off stage
1: okay so you, your first time up when did you go up again
0: okay so that was may of 2004 i went up again and did not stop january 30th of 2005
1: okay so you you've been in the game like you said almost 15 years yeah. what was uh what have you involved to uh, invo- uh, evolved into and what type of comedian were you when you first started
0: oh man when i first started i was the the silly cat that hadn't been through anything. You know what I mean? You're just telling these jokes. And you're like, hey, you ever date a girl with a... And you're like, come on, man. Like, you didn't even date this girl. Yeah. And it became me going through life and living and having all these experiences and just talking about them to a point where... This is where I became who I am when I didn't really look for the laugh. I was just telling them what was pissing me off, what I was going through and they laughed because they related to it. And from that moment, I was like, Oh man, I'm not just a little silly comic anymore. This is comedian stuff. This is
1: how long ago did that happen? When, when did that breakthrough happen? Because what you're exactly saying is what happened to me. I was on stage one day mm-hmm. and then it just got to a point where. It sounds weird, but going up on stage, I don't even care if they laugh. Yeah. I'm just trying to get out what I, I think what I'm trying to say is funny. Oh yeah. So if you laugh, great. If not, then I don't care. It's weird how that transition happens when you first start. Yeah. You're always chasing the laugh. Always. You cha- if you, if they didn't laugh, you ain't funny. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I don't mind going a minute with no laughter and hit them with a big punchline. Cause they're listening. Cause they're listening. And listening a lot of times is way more effective than the laugh. Always. Cause clowns get laughs whoo,
0: Keep talking, y'all.
1: Clowns get laughs. Yeah, but when they're actually engaged in you, and then you feel them, I this is my favorite moment in a comedy show when I'm telling a, a, a serious story that has a big punchline. Yeah, and they're they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, everybody leans forward because they they're like, oh, they so invested in the story, yep. they can't. They start back here, and then they like, oh, and uh-huh. that's the moment where. I love to sit in, like Dave Chappelle sits in the pocket. Yeah. About two
0: and a half years ago that happened to me where I don't mind sitting in the pocket. Mm -hmm. When did it happen to you? Believe it or not, man, it happened earlier than I thought that it would have. I had been doing comedy at this point maybe two and a half years Uh and just still doing those like really hacky, silly jokes. And a comedian friend of mine brought me on stage with so much disrespect He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, man, so this guy's been asking me to go up. He's going like, to come <laughs> up here. He ain't going to be funny. He's going to tell the same old jokes he used to. Y'all give it up for Clayton Thomas. And I got on stage. I was so pissed. And I was like, you would think that he didn't need a ride here tonight. And nah. then everybody starts laughing. And I'm just start telling them about how disrespectful this dude is. I'm like, I got to take you home after this, right? <laughs> and I'm so angry just talking about it. And they're laughing so hard. And then I was like, that's it. I have to keep this emotion of not really caring what they think, but me dictating what they're about to hear.
1: Okay, and so how do you approach a bad set? Because no matter, and here's the thing, once you get to a certain level of being a comedian, you really don't bomb anymore, but you don't have great sets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They still laugh, but Woo. when's the last time that happened to you?
0: So. <laughs> it's like
1: yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> It happened to me yesterday. You
0: know what it is, bro? When you're performing, like you said, like you don't really have an overall bad set, but I think what helps me is I'm so aware of myself on the stage that I know... When they're not engaging, and I just acknowledge it right then. Like I'm not the guy that's like, "All right, well, uh, let me try another joke." I'm like, "All right, well, look, y'all don't, y'all clearly don't want to hear about this because of whatever the reason might be." <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about relationships. You're in here with your girl. Maybe it ain't going well for you. Yeah. So let me just let me just acknowledge what's so, happened.
1: So if something's going wrong, I'll say you will acknowledge it immediately. See, I haven't got to that point where I mean like i said i've never it's kind of just power through uh-huh. but i always admire for people that just go yo that joke ain't is not working with and just stop the show like <laughs> we ain't connected like if this was a date it, yeah. it'd be over by now you, you know,
0: know why Because for me I look at stand-up comedy Always from an audience perspective So I try and acknowledge the things That I think the audience is thinking Whether that be a performer before me Maybe something happened outside Maybe it's cold Maybe the air is on too much for them And they're like cold And that's why they're not laughing I take it from the standpoint of I'm one of you guys I just happen to have a microphone So I never lose that Throughout my performance So that's why it's easier for me to do it
1: So now you do the stand-up But then I see you also Like I knew you First, from your videos you make. That's
0: crazy, You make man. funny videos. Thank you.
1: But that that's the thing. I think, uh, you know, today, the way the game is, doesn't matter how you get attention as right. long as you get attention and introduce them to what you really do. Absolutely. Because I would imagine, of course, you act as well. You're mm-hmm. on a TV show on yeah. Bounce. Yeah, family time, man. Family time. So, but, and I, I'm just guessing here, but I would imagine, of course, what I'm seeing in the comedy game is – you can control your own destiny with comedy now, oh. you know, and it can pay all your bills where you don't have to wait for Hollywood to give you yes or nos. no. Like, I see my mentor, Joe Cole, he's blown up. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr's blown up. Jim Jeffries, Chris Delias, those people have blown up and literally saying they're saying no to Hollywood right. to certain projects now. And when you can flip it, and what would I think more than what you see ever is if you're a very successful comic mm-hmm. or even a good comic that's brings a lot of butts and seats. Yeah. You get to a point where before I believe comedy, you couldn't do that. You had to be on like Letterman or something like right. that. Now it's kind of like, there's so many lanes for so many people to find their niche that you could be super successful, be uh,
0: control your own destiny. Yeah. And some people won't even know who you are. Exactly. Let me, man, it's like this from beginning to end. Look at this show right now. You greenlit yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, with before the, I won't say before the internet because then we'll sound like dinosaurs, but before a YouTube, a Facebook, a Patreon, all these other sites, You had to go through a gatekeeper. You had to have a meeting with the company. Hey, I have this idea. And they're like, Oh, why should I give you your own thing? You're like, no, no, no. Listen, people going to like this and da, 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 da. Oh, well, we don't believe that, but we're, we're behind this other project right now. You're like, ah, damn. And then so many years go by and a lot of those guys are unsung and don't get a chance to make it. Whereas now you green light yourself in a sense where you're like, you know what? I got a funny idea about doors. Let me make something about doors. Yeah. And then they shoot a video about a damn door. <laughs> they post it and it might get 8 million views. And now that guy with the door has his own door show. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's doing it. It's that easy now. And of course, if you have quality, then the, the quantity of people come like unanimously.
1: So, so, so here's the thing. Yeah. Do you feel like, cause you can look at this two way. A, a lot of people look at it and go, there's so many people right. in it. I can't break through. That's a lot. But you believe it's if you do great quality, and I'm not just talking about the content of it, it gotta be shot well. It yeah, gotta yeah. look nice. Mm-hmm. Like you still think you can break through like with 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 the quality content. Cause I, I hear a lot of people make excuses for themselves, going, it's way too I'm too late. Right. Like when I started this podcast, <laughs> I started I only started this podcast like two and a half months ago. Wow, really? And it's doing really well. But a lot of people don't realize that because my clip every clip I put up. It, it gets a lot of traction and mm-hmm. people see that. So they go, Oh my
0: God, this thing has been on forever. Well, I'm going to interrupt you to tell you why for your show, number one, you're a star. I need you to know that like beyond well, I appreciate how that. you see yourself in the grand scheme of everybody else. I know how I was introduced to you, and it's through your magnetic smile. Your energy Aww. is crazy. So when you see someone like you doing their thing, you're like, hey, what's up, guys? This is Michael. Yo, it's like, okay, cool. I feel like I've been watching you for years. Yeah. So the average consumer is going to be like, oh, yeah, I've been watching this, and I love this. Oh, you got to see this because it looks polished. You come off polished, and everything's professional. Now, I'll give you the uh, the other side of that. When we go to Internet content, there are these guys. Uh, I don't remember the name of their page. They're like these college kids, and they shoot their videos. The quality is horrible. I'm talking about (laughs) lighting issues, all of that, but the content, like the the message behind it, their joke is so funny that they get no less than 20 million views. Woo! I'm talking, I wish I could find their name right now Like they're so funny I, I think
1: I've at, I've run across those guys I know who you're talking Man, about
0: I think it's something Some college thing is like I saw, I'll give you an example They shot a basketball And they were nowhere near the hoop And it went into the hoop continuously Like yeah. that kind of stuff Because it's just about what people are attracted to. Now, if they went to NBC, NBC would say no because they don't know who they are. They don't know how they can make money off of this. But they know that they can succeed because they have a fan base. So for me, the Internet was, man, I've been doing comedy for so long. I'm not getting the opportunities that I feel that I should. Get. Why
1: don't, why didn't you think you were getting the opportunities?
0: Because I've seen yeah.
1: you're you funny. Like here's the thing. So many people are funny. Yeah. So why didn't you? Cause sometimes I look like you got to look at yourself too. Yeah. Why didn't you think at the time you were getting your
0: opportunities? Oh, I'll tell you why, man, when you see my stand-up, not you, you're a comedian, but yeah. like when you, as a, as an, uh, as a producer, you won't necessarily get it because I'm not the typical standard comedian. I'm a dark-skinned comedian. I'm a big guy. When I'm on stage, I'm sitting down. I'm killing it sitting down. However, you're not used to seeing somebody young sitting down. You want to see people jumping around the stage, talking about this, talking about that. That's not my thing. So when they see it, they're like, ah. I don't know how to make money off of this I don't get it Let me go for the guy That's talking about His own stereotypes Or uh, The guy that I know That I've seen a formula Like his before
1: A formula That's the yeah, key word The formula Pe- People love formulas Guess that's what money. If there was a uh, Show that became big In the comic On that show Sat down And he was young and black Guess what The next person They'd be like Hey Clayton He says
0: let's go let's oh, get
1: Hey I know another black guy yeah. That sits down <laughs> That's what's so funny It yeah. is a formula Hollywood is a formula yeah. Like I mean Look at all the talk shows mm-hmm. Every talk show Has a big black woman on it You know I know a couple of them But that's the formula That's the formula Like like it's three white women And a big black woman
0: Because have you seen The formula With a show like that Working with a small black woman Is how they think And they're like Oh let's just stick For what we know
1: See here's the thing And always the black woman Is usually funny
0: mm-hmm. Oh you yeah. know what I mean Uh
1: and then what I hate because I've seen research, you know, I work in television. I hate that when a black woman makes a point, yeah, and maybe it goes against the grain. Mm-hmm. It's not an opinion. She's an angry black woman, oh, and that's what I hate. Is that and and that shows up in research. Yeah, why is she always angry? She's making the exact point that somebody of another color would make. Yes, it's just when she says it, she's an angry black woman, and that really pisses me off too. Because that's the way t. TV is watched by people. Yeah. If a a black woman has an opinion, Mm -hmm. she's angry.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's that's just wrong. It's wrong of every sense because, man, when I tell you I love black women so much, like black women are my mom, my sister, my aunt, they are your consumer for everything that you drop. When you drop in movies, you drop in music, you're going on tour. These are the people that are supporting you first. So you want to collect my black women's dollars, but you don't want to hear my black women's opinion. That's the thing that annoys me. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot
1: of times, but here's the thing it's like if you're black and you're in the industry, you got to play the game too, or you won't get the opportunity. So uh, it's this weird thing of being, yeah. now it's kind of changing, but mm-hmm. it's really not. You're seeing a lot of more uh, black voices being heard. Yeah. But it's still, we know who's running the industry. Absolutely. And that's fine. So I don't care how strong a black person is. There is a game to everybody's Every game. game. You know, you, there Even is a game with your
0: to it. own... Like, for example, I did not start feeling personally or successfully gratified in my business until I started doing my own content because it was all of these ideas that I had been having, you know, I would be in a writer's room and I would pitch an idea and a lot of maybe white executives or the head writer would be like, "Uh, oh, no, we're going to do this. And I'm like, but this is really funny. Just trust me. Uh, No. And I'm like, OK, held those ideas and I did it for myself. And then the views blow up. And I'm like, I knew I was right. I knew that there were an audience for this so you start to feel your own personal growth from you doing your But I also
1: think what you're doing and I I, here's the thing, like you're doing funny videos Mm -hmm. that support your stand-up comedy. Yes. Here's what a lot of people like those college kids for instance Mm I feel like a lot of people Make videos Funny great content That goes viral mm-hmm. But they have no plan After no that No plan No plan Like what are you doing They have no plan I tell plan. all my friends If you're on a reality show <sighs> You better be selling something Come you on be, You better start Like you know that reality show Is going to start in three months You better make a product Come on And put it all over your house Yeah So when they those cameras Come to your house You're selling something I like these college kids mm-hmm. I don't know them, But they I hope they're selling out arenas Across no. the country But they're not
0: They're just doing the content So my
1: question for for you yeah. is because when you're on certain TV shows, it doesn't translate to comedy. Right. Like, I know a lot of comedians that have been on TV shows, nothing. Mm-hmm. You go on Chelsea when it was hot, Chelsea lately when yeah, it was hot, man. you're selling out the country. are you selling out? So... Does your videos get you to that next level and stand up or have you not seen that progress? Cause you're getting lots of hits, mm-hmm. views. Have you seen that translate into sales for comedy yet?
0: Absolutely. So you have? Okay. what I did was, uh, I did a starter date. It was a horrible weekend. I did a starter date at, uh, Carolines in New York. Yeah. Cause I was like, all right, let's, let's test out. Let's see if some people are coming. And the people that came to the show, even though this was a bad weekend, this was right after a holiday weekend. Even though it was a bad weekend, these people came and were showing love. I'm talking about to be able to see the people that support you on a daily, commenting or sharing in person. And you ever you ever get the feeling when you when you take a picture with somebody who's a fan of yours and you feel their heart beating because they're yeah excited? and they're shaking a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's so the best humbling, feeling man it's the greatest thing in the world it's the so- best
1: feeling you might give them a heart attack it's awesome <laughs> you're like I'm so I'm affecting you so much you might catch a heart attack right now.
0: This is amazing. I got that power. I got the power. Uh, It felt great. So I've done, I've started to see that when I went different places in the country and uh, to see it translate to, okay, you don't just love the videos, you love me. And that is a powerful feeling to be able to continue to say, all right, I now have a fan base. I say I it
1: I say it all the time When you do the Joe I did the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. And when you see him Promote your date Where you're someone yeah. And all his fans come out Ooh. It's like insane To know how much power A podcast can have And just for me Being this two Two and a half months I've done shows And the people that Listen to it Here's the thing No matter if two people Listen to your podcast Or two million Those are your people yeah. Like they are ride or dies For you Because yeah. they checking in Every time you drop something Yeah man. Wanting to know about you yeah. And the people you interview mm-hmm. And that's such an amazing time be in right now because you get so many and the people that listen to my podcast i'm sorry you hear me say this so much but in hollywood you get so many no's and to know you can do a podcast or go up on stage and crush it Mm -hmm. in front of 400 people and get that yes yeah i it it makes you feel like okay at least it gives you a level head about the game where i couldn't imagine if you were just an actor getting Mm. a bunch of no's and you have no outlet for a yes Mm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I I would I could see how those people go insane
0: because man, it's something to be said about. And this is not a mental health thing, but it takes a toll on you being told no so many times. And if you're just an actor, you're just a singer, you're just a anybody here knows. It's like, how are you still keeping a positive attitude without doing something for yourself to make you happy? It doesn't even have to be your own avenue of entertainment. But how are you getting? Your satisfaction in life.
1: Well, well, this year was the first year. Sorry, in January, I was like, you know, I was up for a couple of entertainment news jobs. Mm-hmm. But then I was talking to my agents, like, that's not what I want to do. You know, if the right gig comes along, I'll take it. Of course. Oh my God. But it was like, let me focus in the next couple of years on me building things I love. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm not even working anymore with the podcasts and doing stand-up content. Mm-hmm. I, I just love it. And so time just goes by so fast yeah. where I'm creating. My own content. Yeah, now, I remember Joe Rogan looked at me and goes, "Why are you giving the Micro Yo show away on another platform? You should own it. And now you own all the video, you own all the content. You should be blowing this up, Yo." And he goes, "You know all the guests." And I'm like, "Why am I doing that?" So yeah, it's going to take years to build, but at least you know you're building you. You're building you. And every time, here's what I love. Every time, like you said, you go out to stand up shows. Yeah. Even even if it's two people. Yeah. Five people, ten people that come up. Oh, I love your podcast. And you see that passion.
0: They go, oh. Let me tell you what it happens the today. the world. Today, right before I came here, I had a, had a lunch with a, a guy that was helping me set up my company, right? And we're in the middle of it. He's explaining this stuff to me because it's like in a different language. Yeah. I'm like, huh? And a woman comes up. She's like, excuse me. Uh, I just want to tell you that I love your videos. Yep. I watch you every day. And I was like, can I hug you? And she's like, yeah. I got up and gave her a hug. And she was like, thank you so much. She walked away. And I'm like, that was more meaningful to me than it probably was for her. A hundred percent. Because it was like, yo, for somebody to give you love and positivity, and this is, I'm doing this stuff and it's funny, but I'm having fun. Like it's not work to me.
1: Now you do your own videos, you shoot them, you oh, edit yeah. them, you do everything. Did you learn how to do that for it? Or did you already know how to shoot and edit videos before you started your own content?
0: You know what? I, of course, by being an actor, you you see how it's done, but I couldn't for the life of me understand why things took so long like you know, when you're on a set, they're like, "All right, we're gonna reset. You guys, uh, we'll come get you in about an hour." And it's like, and I, we could yeah. knock this out in an hour and finish the whole show. Uh, so for me, it was learning as I went. I knew the angles that I wanted for certain shots. I knew to be uh, professional about things. I have people get there at a certain time. I have the ideas ready. I know what shots that I want. Uh, I know the angles. We do all of that. And then I was doing. I had a guy basically be my eyes for me. So I'll, I'll literally move his body, and I'm like, "All right, turn this way. We'll be here." And bam, and then after we do it, I go home. I taught myself how to edit. I got on YouTube, taught myself how to edit. What on do my you software. use to edit? Believe it or not, man, it's so simple. I use my iPhone. I use iMovie in my iPhone. I don't even edit on a computer anymore. I edit <laughs> all of my content on my phone.
1: Well, you know who does that? King Batch does that too. A lot oh, yeah? of a lot of his stuff he does. I mean, a lot of his big production that um, does not But I remember when he was first. Pop it off Yeah I go where do you edit all this stuff And he was like Just show me through his phone This is how you cut this this I'm like
0: god dang On the phone man But most people don't know how to do
1: that With their phone No
0: Because you know what it is man Like we were talking Before we got on air A lot of people Make excuses for anything Yeah My thing was I hate waiting on people Oh You know what I'm saying So I'm like Ernie's
1: late My engineer's late All the time (laughs) And I'm like God damn I gotta wait on this fool again That's why we started This thing 15 minutes late (laughs) This was all supposed to be Set up when you got here We got cameras shutting off Clayton like This is so goddamn unprofessional What's going on Michael?
0: man Michael
1: I thought you had it together Michael (laughs) Yo This show is garbage. Never, man. You're amazing. No. So so uh, you taught yourself. You do your videos. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it seems like in what the formula I notice in mm-hmm. Hollywood, and this is what I struggle with. You have a squad. Like, I see a lot of the reoccurring people in your mm-hmm. videos. Like, you have a team that you're kind of building. Or maybe I'm... I'm Seeing it wrong, mm. but it seems like you have a video like the same kind of people popping your videos, the yeah. same same people. Like I noticed, and I and I learned this when I was talking to uh, Jason Siegel, He goes like with with uh, Judd Apatow, find a group, make your videos. He says, and then anything they're in, they'll put you in. Yeah. So then instead of you just working for yourself, you got five other people working for you too. Yeah, yeah. So then you just show love to to everybody, and they're in your projects, and you're in their projects.
0: You know that yes. Yes. uh, For me, it was. I had always watched Adam Sandler, Judd Apatow, Ice Cube with all of his films. I would see all of these different creators. And I said, you know what? I'm I know so many people that are talented that aren't getting any opportunity and won't get any opportunity, because when you look at social media, social media is very. Clicky as well because everybody has their own brand.
1: Yeah, in their own land.
0: And they have their own friends and all of that. So it's like, and plus, internet guys are weird. Like, that's why I'm glad I'm a comedian. But a lot of internet dudes are just weird. Weird as in how. They're weird in the sense of, by me being a stand-up comedian, we meet people from all different walks of life. And we're in public on a regular basis speaking to hundreds or 20 people one night, maybe. And you get a chance to be around other comedians and you get a vibe to be normal. Whereas in the internet, you can just be in your house all day and never be around anybody. So when you're around people, you're just weird. Socially awkward. Socially awkward. So I guess I'll say that a lot of internet guys are socially awkward. Okay. So they don't see the world how you see it. So, for example, I'll give you a a small instance. Um, In the video world, if you do a video with somebody and you post it, the the polite thing to do is to... (laughs) is to tag everybody in the video, in the video, tag everybody in the video. So everybody could get their shine. A lot of people just post the video and they tag themselves. So they don't give the credit to the people in the videos because now, are you saying the big internet people don't do that? I'm saying a big and small. A lot of people, do okay. uh, because they want the attention to come back to them as opposed to, Hey, but your platform
1: is already, your people are already seeing you. Exactly. That's that that makes no sense. So if you tag people, then they might share it and then you get some of their people.
0: Yeah. But they don't think like, this is what I'm trying to tell you, Mike. this oh. makes sense to you and I, <laughs> but this is not how everybody thinks. So for me, the reason that you see all of the, uh, a lot of the same people is because I wanted to work with people that were cool. that had no egos. They were hardworking, funny, and just wanted to create something dope. Okay.
1: Ernie, how much time we got? Do I need to take a quick break real quick and come right back? Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with Clayton Thomas.
0: Hey, what's up? It's Michael.
1: Yo, okay. If you like the show, please support it right now. Just go to iTunes, give it five stars, leave a comment and subscribe. It does so much for the show. It helps get us into the top of the charts and we're building momentum, man. We're so excited about the show. We're so excited about the guests we have coming on. So please support the show. It means a lot to me. Subscribe, comment, give it five stars and please share it as well. All right, Clayton, how long does your shoot take? Uh, your shoots,
0: honestly, and I'm gonna tell you how many videos I get into my my shoots take from noon and I'll get you out of there about three thirty four o'clock.
1: And how many videos do you shoot different videos?
0: I can shoot about nine or ten videos. Yeah, I'm, I am mean, I had so your are
1: your skits a minute or are they two no, no, minutes. No,
0: no, no. all my sketches are no less than three or four minutes and they go up to maybe 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So like, I'm, I have the ideas. I've written the ideas. I know exactly what I need people to say, what I need them to be. I know so the they walk in is. with scripts. No, no, no. That's the thing. I don't even use scripts. I have everybody there because at this point, they know me unless I'm introducing yeah. somebody new. I have everybody there. I say, all right, guys, this is the idea. So, Mike, I want you to say this. And as soon as you say this, she's going to walk up and then she's going to say this. And after that happens, I'm going to come in over here, and then this is going to go down, and then I'm to hit the punchline. So, line really, around.
1: these people are not memorizing a lot because you're changing angles so much. Right. Oh, uh, okay. So, you keep it very simple even for the very people in simple, it. Very simple, man. So, have you ever booked a friend and they were horrible?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like Absolutely, because you know as a comedian your comedian friends are like hey man I see you succeeding on I'm, I'm trying to grow something can I shoot with you and I'm always like yeah come on and when I bring them on I'm like alright cool so let's figure out a catchphrase for you or let's figure out your thing so maybe you can say this and they are be like alright cool action <laughs> oh, oh you want me to say it right now I'm like cut okay, cut <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> cut. What are you doing? So,
1: so does that shoot time that day? If they're horrible, you're shooting nine sketches. Do you kind of eliminate them, like, or do you just, oh. or do you just cut them out in in edit?
0: <laughs> I would never cut somebody out in the edit because I respect people's time. So you would want them to look bad. No, no, no. What I do is, if they're doing badly, let's say for example, I'm like, all right, Mike, come. I got you in like seven ideas today. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. If you're trash in that first one. I'm like, ah, I gotta minimize what I have you doing. Ah, uh, okay. As gotcha. opposed to banking the whole house on you. I'm okay. like, Let me just say, what's up? What's up? You still gonna get the tag? Uh, what's up? Gonna, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> I
1: said, what's up? You see me at Clayton Johnson's just... <laughs> I'm the what's up guy. What's up? Just every
0: sketch he has a what's, what's up? up? <laughs> and then you walk back. <laughs> That can catch on, man. That's how the internet go. <laughs> All right. So
1: for people that don't know you, what is, if you could pick one sketch, you've done that the biggest one that went viral or the one you liked the most mm. and the people to search for, what would it be?
0: You know, uh, I did a video that, uh, with my wife, Tangerine and a young lady named Corbin, we did a video, my wife and I, where we were trying to have a threesome, right? And she was like, yeah, I'm finally going to give you a threesome. And I'm like, cool. And <laughs> and we find the person to come to it, which is a friend of mine, Corbin. And she comes and I'm not going to give it away, but it's so funny. It's probably my favorite sketch I've ever How done. How long
1: ago did you do that one?
0: I did that video about two months ago. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's one of my spotlight videos if you go to my YouTube page or my Facebook. Bam. So where do you get more
1: heat from your YouTube or your uh, Instagram?
0: So believe it or not. My Facebook. Your Facebook. Yeah, because originally it was my Instagram. My Instagram was going crazy. And then a lot of the algorithms changed on Instagram, dropping your views from I would get a million on a video. And then it went to 10,000. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And then it jumped back up. But it's still kind of weird. YouTube also was showing a lot of love. And I love YouTube. They're incredible people. Great partners to have. (laughs) Uh, But then my Facebook out of nowhere just jumped crazy. So right now... It's Facebook, YouTube, then my Instagram. But what
1: was it? Was it anything you did differently? You were just posting the same video to all of them, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. And just one popped. It's not like you were putting more effort into one platform. Because that's the thing I want a lot of people to know out Uh there. Like some people focus in on one, throw all their eggs in one bag. Some people push out to all three. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because you're way more successful on these platforms than I am, is I feel that if you promote all three – then you're dividing your audience so you have to promote one but push out to all three. So how do you handle that?
0: Okay. So no because each each platform even though they're they seem similar, they're three completely different audiences.
1: So if I if for instance this podcast, right. It, we put everything on Facebook uh-huh. and we put everything on YouTube uh-huh. and we put the podcast. I for in my mind, I go if I promote YouTube or Facebook, I'm trying to build a base with the listenership first, right? but everything's up on Facebook and YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if I promote the Facebook and YouTube, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to lose the people that would have listened to the pod. Now, if YouTube's there, I'm forcing them to play their hand into listening, Mm -hmm. which now that I'm thinking out loud could have them not listening because they might want to watch it on Facebook or YouTube. And that's the
0: thing. You got to think about it like this. Each of the three seem similar, but they're different. So I'll do Instagram last. YouTube has an audience that will not watch videos on Facebook because they're YouTube people. And then you have the people on Facebook that's like, I got everything right here on Facebook. Why would I go to Instagram or YouTube? And then you got the Instagram people that's like, man, I ain't got time to be watching nothing but what's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So they'll just stay there. But then you have maybe a couple of crossover people that will follow you on each platform. But how do you
1: promote to all three?
0: Easy. So you this is what I do. And this is what has worked for me. I schedule my content to drop. Now, to answer your question before, the reason my Facebook uh, start taking more precedent is because the consistency changed. I found that I could that my audience on Facebook wanted more than one video a day. So I would drop maybe two videos a day. And I see this with a lot of other Facebookers. They'll be like, here's one in the morning. Here's one at night, right Hmm. on YouTube it was easier for me to just drop one the day because on YouTube it builds that day. Whereas if you drop a video on YouTube, mind you, these are people getting notifications and emails that you drop content. So if you drop something on YouTube, they're looking at it like, all right, cool. I'll catch this when I get off work or I'll yeah. watch it at lunch. Yeah. Whereas if you do that, bam, and then you drop another one that same day, they're like, look, fam, I ain't got time to be yeah. watching everything. So that builds.
1: That's on YouTube.
0: That's on YouTube. Facebook is like, "Oh man, that was great that I watched this morning. What you got for me now?" And you're like, "All right, here's here's a little something else." Uh-huh. I'm like, "Okay, cool because now you're catching the audience that works in the morning that can maybe watch it at lunch and maybe they got off work and they want to see something else that you dropped and now they see it again. And you have the people that maybe worked uh at night and they didn't get a chance to watch it in the morning, so they're going to watch the morning one and the nighttime one so you got both of those videos getting tracked.
1: And what's your difference with Instagram?
0: Instagram is something that you post You could post maybe as many times as you want during that day because it's so instant that I'm going to see whatever you have if you're in my timeline because they go off of interaction.
1: Do you feel that that on Instagram and I'm glad I'm talking to you about this because I'm in this thing where I'm trying to figure everything out Uh on social media because and no disrespect to you because this is not even about you, but Mm -hmm. now it's about. People seeing the stuff you put out, and it—it's it, weird because it's about talent, but it's about a different talent. Completely, like you could be the best comic in the world, but if nobody knows who you are, you'll just you'll be invisible. Now it's about okay, how how many videos do I put out a day? Because right now on the podcast, I put out one a day. Uh-huh. I mean, one a week, uh-huh. and I only post like a couple times a week. But I see some people drop, drop like two, three things a day and still have an audience. Yeah. You know, so what if you could drop a certain number of times a week on Instagram, just any content mm-hmm. on your Instagram page, how many times would you drop?
0: So to answer that, on my Instagram, it'll probably be at this point now maybe three times a week of actual content.
1: Content, you, as content meaning your videos. You're yeah, funny, as part okay. my
0: videos. And then uh, I might drop, I just started doing this thing where I, I speak inspiring words or motivational things that I might be going through that I need to hear as well Yeah, that I'll drop in my stories that will go to my Instagram and Facebook and then I'll join them all together. For the people who didn't see it that night before and drop it on my main page and let that simmer for so a you take all these 15 second vi- so you're
1: taping this inspirational thing mm-hmm. as a full video and just uploading it on story first right and then after do you notice that uh the views are lower once it hits your page because they've already seen it on your story no, or is no. or a story in your page two different
0: two completely different things
1: so people watch stories won't look at your feed and there are people
0: who look at feeds that don't look at your story because think about it like Ernie, this. <laughs> this is why I'm losing. This is why I'm losing. Think about it. Clayton like gonna be my social media manager. <laughs> He's gonna fix my life right, Ernie. You know what? And it all came from me wanting to know more. Like whatever you do your research on, I start looking this stuff up. I start looking stuff up on YouTube and Facebook. Then I start going through my own personal trials and errors. But on Instagram. You have an audience that just looks at what's in front of them. Yeah. And then you have the people who are really Michael Yo fans and be like, Oh man, I don't see nothing on this page. Oh, let me see a story. Yeah. So if they are not super Michael Yo heads, they're not going to click on the story. They just stay here. So uh-huh. then with this story, since they just stay here, add this to the main page. So, so, ben.
1: so like for instance, if I just drop Right now, one video a week, yeah. you know, of like from the podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I'll drop little cute things with the yeah, family on pictures it. pictures but, but as long as I'm hitting that story every day, putting out content on that story, those are your – so those are people that like you even more than the people in your uh, feed.
0: Yeah, if you have a million people that love you – I mean, if you have a million people who follow you, you probably have about – 100,000, 50 to 100,000 people that really love you. And those are the story people. Those are the story people. Okay. So that's why you'll always see a dramatic change in the shift. If a video gets 100,000 views, the story might get uh, five or 10,000 views because that's the people that really want to keep up with you.
1: Here's what's crazy about the podcast, and I was talking to some other uh, internet people, mm-hmm. is... I don't have a big file. I only have like 65,000. Only? But that's amazing. No, no, no. But compared to like millions, but my videos mm-hmm. get so many views because they like the content. Yeah. So that's what's so funny is people are like, how are you getting some, sometimes 300, 400,000 views when you only got 60,000 people? I go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the content. And it's a thing where it's interesting to see people with millions of people that don't get the views. Oh yeah. On some videos.
0: And you gotta, you never take out of account. Just because this number next to your name is the people that say that they're following you and these views come from people just because they don't follow you don't mean that they don't love you or know yeah. about you because you might pop up. And I have so many people that watch me on YouTube that I had to put in my video at the end. Hey, guys, you might be watching this video and don't realize you're not subscribed. So hit the subscribe button. Because OK, my videos pop up to them everywhere. So they're like, oh, man, I didn't even know I wasn't subscribed. Bam. OK, because you pop up. So they could be watching your stuff faithfully just to come to your page, but they don't realize that they're not following you.
1: All right, Clayton, thank you so much for stopping by. You own a TV show. Yeah. Tell me about that real quick.
0: My TV show is called Family Time. Uh It's myself, Omar Gooding, Angel Conwell, my wife, Tangerine Thomas, and it's produced by Bentley Kyle Evans. We are in season. We just wrapped. Season eight, season seven is uh airing right now on Bounce. Every nice, yeah.
1: nice, nice, nice. And like after it's all said and done, like when you got this, the videos on Instagram, you're an actor. Like what's your ultimate goal? Like where do you want to land?
0: This all started. The only reason I even got into making content online was to tour and meet my fan base yes, in person. Yes. So that and doing more content for them, not just Internet content, but films, television shows, just for them and been able to continue to recycle to see them again. Like I I don't want to be the arena guy. I just want to continue to do comedy clubs and theaters, meeting my family. No, you want to be the
1: arena guy too.
0: The arena. Come on now, you you gotta shoot big man. You know why I I had the honor and the privilege of being able to go out with Martin Lawrence and (sighs) we were doing arenas. Like when was this? How long ago was this? This was last year. We were doing uh, the lit AF tour. Myself and him uh, Ricky Smiley D. How'd you Nicole. team up With Martin Lawrence Let me tell you man My wife Has been The driving force With so many people That I've met In this business I've been a fan of Martin He's the one who made me Want to become a comedian I didn't man, know what this was so Man
1: Martin Lawrence Back in the day When he had that bit About it's harder to leave A broke uh, yeah. A rich guy Than a broke guy
0: <laughs> Oh my god I still That's so yeah. funny man Yeah Oh you gonna leave This bowling LA? <laughs> alley You know It's so so funny, man. But so performing with him and, you know, everybody loves Martin. And we were in these arenas and it was so many people. You have to take your time when you're performing a bit because as soon as you hit the punchline, it hits these people first. Then it hits these people And the laughter hits Roll, you
1: It front. rolls very slowly yeah. In.
0: yeah So And I talk so fast That if I bat, back bat, By the time they're laughing I'm setting up another one So they can't get This second punchline Because
1: there It's over It's It's yeah. overlapped by laughter So
0: just off of acoustics I like Comedy clubs and theaters Gotcha But of course You would love to do arenas
1: But it's so much extra work So let's talk about Eddie Murphy Before you leave Absolutely. You know They're saying $70 million For a special <laughs> Where do you Where do you do that? Like, where, where do, where does Eddie go where nobody's going to record him and where you can really practice? Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, even if he, because I thought about this. Yeah. Because I want to get paid. Mm -hmm. No, I'm like, like, even if they put your phone in a pouch. Right. Somebody can hit record on their phone. Yeah. And even if it's not visual, Mm -hmm. it's audio that leaks. I mean you know You can get the set One way or another But here's another courtesy And I hope no comics Will cross it mm-hmm. But they let us in for free I mean they let us in When we get to keep our right. phones So what if a comic Hard on his time Is like oh shit I can to tape Eddie Murphy I can like, make thousands I get paid Oh shit like Yeah, yeah you get paid A lot of money mm-hmm. If you be the one That tapes Eddie's set Before it comes out Right So how does he even Work out Without being judged And people talking shit
0: I'll tell you how he works out. He works out the exact way he's been pitching to us that he worked that he's going to work out when he comes back for the past twenty five years, which is going to these comedy clubs, making a bit better and better to the point where I saw this with Chris Rock's last. But special. he
1: can't do that without being judged. Like what yeah. club? As soon as he goes into a club and mm-hmm. it's announced, he can't do pop ins, right? Because when you do pop ins, like the audience is going to talk about the oh, set. Da, 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 da. You yep. know what I mean? Like it, I. Especially when Netflix is paying 70 million. Now to mm-hmm. them, that's not a lot of money. People think that's a lot of money. Yeah. Not to Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's great price for a special Absolutely. because they're going to have it for the life. Yeah. And it's only his third special ever. ever. That thing is going to make all its money back in like six mm. months.
0: No, not even six months, probably six days. Days, right? <laughs> right. But like if you're him, where do you work out? Here's where you work out. You literally, if you're Eddie Murphy, this is something Martin Lawrence did when he was trying to come back and, uh, and start getting back on the road. He would go to the comedy store, and I'm talking about, this is 2010, when he was like, I'm coming back. The comedy store security was so on lock. Really? They made sure nobody recorded anything, nobody was doing anything. They just sat there, watched the show. So, if Eddie Murphy. Now, did he do it in the belly room or the? He did it in the or, uh, the man, big room. What was that The, the, main, room. the and, main room. And yeah. they were watching everybody, They huh? were watching everybody. Every, I'm talking about these were guys that you see when you go do spots. They were completely different that night. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no.
1: Just, yeah.
0: Just sit here and watch Martin. Like, so I know. You're like, Eddie you know, i on tour with him, right? Man. Well, I was not tour with him yet. It was just, oh, okay. I went not tour with him last year. But Eddie can do it. Because right. Chris Rock dropped his special and he had done, I had seen him maybe three months before. Uh, it was even, but but but, a but the difference
1: between Chris Rock and it, like nobody was after Chris Rock special like uh-huh. like a Eddie Murphy like R- 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 Eddie Murphy R- hasn't done a special in twenty something years like so people are like wanting to like nobody wants to leak a Chris Rock special <laughs> Nobody's you know what I mean. <laughs> No, yeah, the, because no, this want is to right. wait for the art Yeah because yeah. you're just going to wait for the art You, you can't know? wait on the Eddie I give it The that Eddie part. like put it like this If they announced Eddie was in that main room today It'd mm. be sold out in a second
0: In a second In a second And they wouldn't even let comics in no. Because there's so much is
1: so little space Exactly So it's a thing where I just can't wait To be in a room to see this perform- But, I'll I, say, here's the but I don't know
0: where he's going to work it out I honestly, honestly don't know where he's going to work it I, I'm going to guess this Because we've seen Eddie Murphy do interviews Where he's funny as hell Just off the cuff I honestly think Eddie Murphy is so good he could at least write his material, what he wants to talk about. And just go up and record because he's so personable. He's so nobody's funny. like
1: that. You know, nobody's like that.
0: I know, but, no, it's but you Eddie got it, Murphy.
1: It doesn't matter, man. That
0: hasn't done it in twenty five
1: years. I know he's gonna crush, but you got to work out. You do. Have There's no. I don't him. care who you are. Mm. You got to figure out the time because some things you think are fun. How many times you go on stage? You're like, oh, this is gonna crush. You doing? And, and like, it was hey, trash. Wait a
0: minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That joke didn't work. Oh, that hurts because you ever when you trying out a new joke and you're like, ba 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 ba. And they don't laugh. You're like they're just looking at you. Guys, come
1: on. Yeah, nothing. On oh, that? y'all didn't get that joke. Okay, mm.
0: Nick's. Oh, that's the worst. Oh. I got. It's Eddie Murphy, man. He's okay. got to pull a rabbit out of his hat. It's Eddie. All right. He's All the right, greatest, man.
1: Where can people follow you and check you out?
0: Team Clayton Thomas on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Just team now, was Clayton
1: Thomas, Thomas taken? Or did you always want Team Clayton Thomas?
0: I'll tell you what it was. First of all, Clayton Thomas was taken. Uh, second, <laughs> I always wanted Team Clayton Thomas because for me, the a lot of my uh, viewers get it misconstrued. They think that the people who shoot with me are Team Clayton Thomas. That's not the team. The team are the people who watch and support me because I could not be successful without the viewers. Okay.
1: Okay. I so like that. That's the team. Oh no, I got you. I got you. So the next question is, when am I going to be in a video?
0: Yo, I would love to have you. in And the then video. I'm gonna know when he cuts my lines. <laughs> so uh, can you just say what's up? You know this? Yo, I'm telling you, that could be so funny. If we're a, let me, I'm gonna picture to you right now. Uh-huh. So I'm in the middle of a scenario, of talking to somebody, and then you come up and I do an extreme swipe and a close up, and you'd be like. What's so, up And I just do that every walk bit. away <laughs> That'll be my thing That would be hilarious You know
1: I would be like The Aflac duck
0: You know <laughs> Like
1: No not the duck You remember the two old guys That used to just sit on the porch In the Aflac Yeah They would always be in the background Like there was a There was a time that No matter what commercial They would have two old guys In the background And they were just there you know, like you had to look for them, mm. but they'd be just on their porch and the duck be walking by and they were always, they were just that thing that was in every video that uh-huh. nobody really paid attention to. Man. I could be that what's up guy where every I just, you know, I'm your duck. I'm your app. I'm black. I'm black. What's up? I don't know. Think about it, Clayton.
0: I'm, I'm I need viewers. I'm on the show, bro. But
1: I, it's great. I think the people that listen, learn a lot about social media, learned Man. a lot that maybe I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I should be. Blasting it out to everybody, like all three platforms,
0: your man, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not allowing multiple platforms to get it because you're not just a one platform guy. I'll tell you something else. I went maybe a month without posting on Instagram. And just from the views on my Facebook and YouTube, they came and start following my Instagram because they had just discovered it. That goes to show you that just because they're watching one thing. Doesn't mean they can't watch multiple.
1: Gotcha. All right, man. Follow Clayton Thomas. And also be ready because I'm about to be on one of his videos. You know what I mean? Why, Ernie, why you look scared? You don't think I got acting skills? We'll see. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to the Michael Yo Show. Remember, uh, watch this on Facebook and YouTube. (laughs) And make sure you download the podcast. Give it five stars. That would mean a lot. We do this show for free, so we need your support. You know, give it five stars. Leave a comment if you want. And share. Ernie said that's very important. I never say share, but he's saying that's more important than anything. Share the content if you like it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, brother. I'll see you next time. It's the Michael Yo Show.